Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am so happy that you guys are here with us today. We've got a special episode to talk about what's going on in the world right now, what you need to be doing to prepare yourself for it, and how to create opportunity out of crisis. Speaking of crisis, I see him coming into the studio right now, the one, the only bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. (laughs) Speaking of crisis. Yeah. Oh, great to be with you, James. How are you, my friend? I am good. Well, I had a I had to tie it together somehow, and uh, you know, sometimes it is a crisis for me to know that you're in the studio with me. <laughs> right. It's like a, a crisis and a no, not a crisis and a curse. No, a gift and a crisis. Something. Like I don't know. That. I think you had it right the first time. Right. So we have we have a special episode right. um, that we've we want to share with you guys. Clearly. There's a lot going on in the world right now that should be taken quite seriously, but we also think that remaining calm and having a good mental attitude throughout this entire thing is super important. So we are pleased to bring you the Just the Tips Crisis Response Show. Okay. It is okay. The, so the private joke for everybody else is: James says, "I have a new sound effect. You're gonna love it." <laughs> yeah. We uh, well, and, and so like I said, in all seriousness, there's a lot going on in the world right now. In fact, I don't know if many of you guys know this. All kidding aside, Dean, you actually were impacted personally by the coronavirus, and we haven't been able to record for a little while because you you're one of the unfortunate people who actually got it. Yes. Well, um, I will say like I haven't had an actual test, so they haven't said 100 percent. But here in the UK, we have like a national health service and they had this uh, they have this like non-emergency number you can call. And they gave me like a quiz and this questionnaire. And it was deemed basically it was highly likely that I did actually have the coronavirus. So I was pretty much out of action, I think, for a good 10 days, wasn't I? If not two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was the happiest 10 days of my life. (laughs) You know, not having to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, other than being really sick for a while afterwards, I was like, wow, this huge fog has lifted. And I thought it was yeah. actually recovering and feeling well. But then lo and behold, just speaking to you for two minutes today, I'm already feeling a bit more under the weather. So, yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> so I'm uh, and I'm I am thrilled that you're uh, you're recovered. You're feeling better. I'm grateful that, you know, even though we had, you know, tons of new co-hosts lining up, I can now tell them to all <laughs> go away. Uh, because Dean Holland is back in the saddle. There we go. And we're and we're ready to go. So what we wanted to talk with you guys today is about how to make sure that one, you're prepared for what's going on right now. Hmm. And two, how to seize and capitalize on the opportunities that are popping up left, right, and center as a result of this situation. Hmm. Yeah, indeed. Because I think a lot of people, you know, admittedly, you I think you and I have spoke a bit about this uh, recently, James, haven't we? But there's a lot of people experiencing a lot of different emotion, aren't there? And there's a wide spectrum 
of how people are feeling right now, all the way from absolutely scared to death and petrified, all the way through to people not even acknowledging that there's anything going on and just going about life. So I think uh, we really want to just address some of the things that we've seen and learning and how to, like you say, deal with a crisis, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so I want to start the uh, I want to start the the show off by sharing a story with uh, with everybody. So back in I think probably 2010 or in that neighborhood, I had the chance to go and visit some of IBM's innovation laboratories, one of their flagship labs outside of New York City. And it was me and two other people on my team. This is while I was still in my uh, in my role at at HSBC. And oh, they invited I thought this us- was the stripper story. No, no, no. no. I'm saving oh. that for another time. Right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt with that. I, I thought we were on a totally different story then for a second. It's, it's okay. It's a completely understandable mistake. <laughs> and so uh, so me and uh, a few people from my team were invited by several you know, of the executives at IBM to come and tour their labs and for them to give us presentations on what they were doing to innovate technology and, and various things. And it was a remarkable experience. But they they basically had you know, these, these executives, you know, coming through to speak with us. And there were, you know, like three of us. Uh, so it was very small, very intimate uh, over a two-day period. And the presentations were really great, but I only really remember one. And this lady walks in and she introduces herself as Ginny Romady. And she was one of the executive vice presidents, of some big division at IBM. And she told a little bit of her story. You know, she started in the company years and years ago and sort of, you know, just worked her way up the corporate ladder. And, and you could just... She's just, I don't know, Dean, like, have you ever met somebody that you just look at them and you're like, that person is so freaking tough. I don't even know. Like, yeah, yeah I don't, I, I, I just, yeah. Like you're just like, holy shit. What has this person been through? And, <laughs> uh, and she was, she was one of those people. And I was just so impressed with her. I was more paying attention to her and you know, the way that she carried herself and what she was doing than what she was actually talking about. And afterwards I went up to her and I said, Hey, you know, thanks so much for sharing can I ask you a question? You know, how did you, how did you get from, you know, where you started to all the way where you are today? And she looked at me straight in the eyes without blinking, without skipping a beat. And she said, the key to my success is that I have never wasted a good crisis. Oh, wow. And, and I was like, I am like, I almost fell down. Like this super intense woman saying this to me. And interestingly enough about, I think less than a year after we had that conversation, she became the CEO of IBM wow. and has been the CEO of IBM uh, since. And that made a lasting impression on me because I think when most people see crisis, they see it as something to run from and sure. something to avoid. And what that left me with was if you see the opportunity in the crisis and you go through it mm. and you figure out your way, that's how you dramatically accelerate your growth and, and everything that is, is in that crisis. Like Napoleon Hill said, every adversity comes with it, the seed of equal or greater opportunity. Mm. And that's exactly what she was saying there. And so I think one of the things that, you know, Dean and I want to share with you guys today is one you know, where are some of the things that you got to be careful of right now? But two, how do you start, you know, getting some of these opportunities on your radar mm. so that you can not waste this crisis? Right. So do, do you think just out of interest then, just to, just to pose the question, do you think there is an opportunity for all business owners here? Because I think, I think a lot of people are 
in in certain industries, certain situations, they're feeling that things are a bit hopeless for them right now. So what 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 do you think about in someone in that situation? Is there opportunity yeah, everywhere? So would you say in this? I I would say I would say there is, but only if you allow yourself to adapt. Right. You know, I so I used to play baseball, and and you know sometimes the ball is hit directly at you, and it's easy to catch. And sometimes it's hit, you know, where you got to run and move for it, right? Mm, yeah. And I remember one of my coaches when I was in Little League or something, you know, they'd hit the ball and and I'd be standing there and the ball would, you know, go, you know, four or five, six feet away from me and I wouldn't get it. And he'd look at me. He's like, what's going on? Like, are your feet nailed to the ground? <laughs> and and I was like, well, you know, truthfully, they're not nailed to the ground. I guess I could have moved to go and catch that ball. <laughs> Right. And that's, <laughs> I love, I know you're going to give me endless amounts of uh, your, your brand of bullshit for that story. But the <laughs> I reason just like that to I imagine you stood there in an instant weighing up effort to reward ratio yeah, of moving right. to that ball. I know yeah. exactly what would have gone through your head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going after that one. Yeah. That's it does funny. have a happy story. Eventually, I got a Golden Glove Award, which means oh, I, it was very hard to hit a ball past me because I, I, I learned that my feet are not glued to the ground. And I think when you ask that question, Dean, it's important for everyone to realize that opportunity is everywhere, but you are going to have to go catch it. Like right. if, you're, if your feet are nailed to the ground, the only opportunities that you're going to catch are the ones that are thrown straight at you, which may happen or it may not happen. But if you allow yourself to be mobile and to adapt and go after the opportunities and and understand that the the situation that you are currently in is not cast in concrete right then i think you can then i think the opportunities are available to everybody if they go after them right and i think this comes back to uh something you was i think you said in, just in the introduction i think this comes down to remaining calm or getting yourself to a point of being calm in this situation right you can't respond here and pivot and change just out of pure panic and crazy emotion, right? You've got to look at this logically and decide if decisions need to be made and how and where. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, so I've got a, I've got a framework that we can walk through oh, that yes. I think could be, that I think could be really helpful for people. So it's a four, it's a four step framework for you to take and apply in whatever business that you're in right now, wherever your situation happens to be to help you figure out your pathway forward. And so the four steps, I'm going to, you know, say them you know, all together at first, and then we'll go through them in, in detail. But okay. the first step is that you've got to evaluate where you are. Okay, evaluate your current situation. Second step is that you need to stabilize to the best extent that you can your current situation. Third step is that you can optimize where you are, where you are your existing business, all of those things. And then the fourth step, which is very exciting for what's happening right now, is you can disrupt. So evaluate, stabilize, optimize, disrupt. And we can go into each one of those on an individual basis, mm. but that's the way that you need to be thinking about things. So, so kind of rewinding, going back to step one, you've got to evaluate where you are, right? Like if you yeah. don't know what, how this is impacting you, your business, how you project things to be uh, impacted by this, then you, you're going to feel like you're constantly on shifting sands and it's going to be very, very difficult for you to get footing because you haven't properly evaluated what's going on right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think a good thing just to point out in the evaluation, because I know obviously we're talking about crisis. 
some people will have already found, as we have in, in one of our companies, that there is a positive impact already just shining through here. You know, so this, I, I guess, is more, would you, in fact, would you say even, even somebody experiencing a positive impact, say increasing sales at this time, James, do they still need to potentially follow a process like this or should they just like yeah, enjoy th- what's going on? Do they still need to well, th- evaluate what's happening? Because this, I suppose, in a way, even if it appears everything's good, that could open up new challenges, right? It always does, right? Nothing, nothing is without consequence. And so even if your sales are ramping up, even if, you know, you're, uh, you're experiencing surges of growth, Hmm. like, you know, that, that is going to come with problems, right? Like what's, what's one of the problems that comes with, you know, a surge in growth that you're unprepared for? You've got new customer support issues. You've got new systems issues. You've got new operational type of issues and things like that. So yeah, so stock, like exactly what you guys are going through, right? Like with the makeup uh, brush company. You know, you guys, you guys are having a surge in growth, but then you look and say, oh man, that's creating this problem that we can't even keep inventory in stock. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I think, I think no matter where you are or what's happening, positive, negative, or neutral evaluation is the Mm. first step because you have to be clear what is happening and what do I anticipate happening as a result of what's going on right now. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, great first point. So evaluate current situation. Evaluate current situation. Number two, stabilize. So let's say you're in an industry that is negatively or adversely impacted by this whole thing. You've got to find a way to stabilize things, right? You cannot afford to just let yourself bleed out, right? right. That's, That's a recipe for disaster. The idea that you're sitting there hoping that everything gets figured out is foolish, right? right? You, you yeah. cannot wait for, you know, the government, whatever country you happen to be in, you know, other, other uh, you know, third parties or whatever to sort this out for you, right. right? Like you need to stabilize things yourself. And in some cases, stabilization might mean you have to, you know, pivot your offers. In some cases, stabilization might mean you know, some contractors or employees or vendors might have to go. But the most important thing that you can do right now is make sure that you are not bleeding cash. Right. And how, how would, um, I'm, I'm just going to throw a question at you because I'm, I'm curious how, how you'd sort of handle this. What does the business owner say in this situation? Things aren't going well. You know, there's a crisis that's negatively hitting them. They're, they're evaluating. They're getting to this stage and they realize that probably due to what's happening, certain cutbacks need to happen to preserve what's going on and, and, and you know, survive. How, how, yeah. how, sh- how should somebody approach that? Let's say they've got a team of people, you know, everything was great. Now all of a sudden they've landed in a problem. I'm guessing some people are going to have to make some really difficult decisions, right? Do you yeah. think those decisions should be made quickly? Do you think that it would be a terrible move to kind of, like you've just said, think, we know what, hopefully this will be over soon. We'll ride it out and just hope. Or do you think tough decisions should be made? I think any decision that's going to be made should be made quickly, but I think it should only be done after you've run different scenarios. So here's so here's what here's what I mean by this. So if you know you are looking after you do your evaluation and you're saying, okay, we are currently, you know, our income is you know cut by twenty five percent, or income's cut by fifty percent, or God God knows, right? Some something like that. Then you say, okay, well, what resources 
are required to support our current current level of income, right? Who right. is required? So there's the, you know, the infrastructure. And one of my uh, one of my first mentors recently sent out a whole PDF about this. A guy named Keith Cunningham. He's absolutely brilliant. And he said, you know, the first thing that you're going to want to do, obviously, you should be trimming away the fat, things that you've been spending money on that you may or may not need. Then you're going to have to start making some more difficult decisions where you're looking at, well, what things are we currently investing in that are still likely to give us a return on that investment? And what things are likely to not give us a return on those, our investment? And you should be cutting those away as well, right? And, you, and, and a prudent business owner is kind of doing this stuff on a pretty regular basis. Right. But when, when, uh, when crisis hits, you need to react faster. You need to respond faster to what's, what's happening. And, and then you need to be clear which people are the bones and the structure of this business that if we remove them, we're now going to have a negative consequence for having removed them. So I think it's, this is not a one size fits all sort of approach. Right. And that's why. That's why you know people may may struggle with this is because you may have a staff, you may have a team of people, but not all of those people are always contributing equally in terms of what's required to maintain the core of the business. Right. And yeah. and so there there may be some people where you say, look, our uh, you know our sales have dropped by X percent, you know over the over the last six weeks, we don't see them coming back anytime soon. And so we've, we're going to have to make some difficult decisions. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to fire that person, but it does mean that you need to have a conversation about potentially restructuring how that person gets paid. Right. right. Yeah. One of the, one of the yeah. big reasons that I've, I've preached incentive-based compensation models for a very long time is because when the company wins, everybody wins. When the company's not winning, everybody deals with that as well. Right. And sure. so, yeah. so this is the time to look at saying, okay, maybe I don't need to let somebody go, but I probably need to reduce my overhead expense on keeping that person on board. How could I create an incentive structure so that we could still work together, but, but we're only going to win when we all win. Right. Right. Because yep. in or in order for the business to stay alive, everybody's going to need to contribute. And sometimes that's going to look like overhead cuts. And then things get based on incentive and upside or other possibilities instead. And in certain cases, that may or may not be realistic or feasible. And so you may have to say to somebody, look, I'm, you know, you were 40 hours a week. I'm going to have to cut it down to 20 or you're 40 hours a week. I can't really support that right now. The business can't support that right now. And your role in the business is non-critical at the moment. And so we're going to have to, you know, we might have to take a break. Right, we might right. have to take a break for thirty days, sixty days, ninety days, and we'll constant re constantly reevaluate things. I had a call from a former client of mine recently, who runs a nonprofit, and she had to make a ton of these difficult decisions, yeah. you know. But she's like, "Look, go and see if if you can find something else, great. And if not, if you know when we get through this, you're going to be the first person that I call. But yeah. if okay. if I keep if I keep you on right now, the business is going to go under, and it's not going to serve anybody." Right. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I think, uh, I'm pretty sure actually a while ago we had a show that was either dedicated to this in whole or in part at least. And one of the things we were, we were speaking about was how, how many 
like seemingly insignificant cuts you can make to certain things that you're doing or paying for anyway without really sort yeah. of even the major sacrifices, right? I mean, I've I've gone through a process before and you I've realized I'm paying for the two of the same subscription and have been pro for a year. And, you know, certain things like the technology I use, a lot of them have accounts that are tiered and you can often cut those down because you've never really looked at it before. You know, some of the, some of those sort of things might be a great starting point, I'm guessing. Uh, absolutely. That should be the first place to go look, to say, okay, let's look at all of our monthly expenses. Which of these things are, you know, were nice to haves, but not must haves. And let's just chop those immediately. Like there's no reason to sit around and, you know, kind of right. think about that. Yeah. And this would you be know, a perfect time to do it, wouldn't it? Because I think a lot of times we put those things off because we think, oh, saving 20, 30, 50 bucks a month on this, it's not really worth my time to just spend, you know, half an hour now to resolve that. Well, now would be the time. If you've got a bit more time and things are in crisis, you know, what better time to actually do this stuff? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in the, you know, the, the 20, 30, 50 bucks a month that adds up, right? You know, you have handful of those things. Next thing you know, you're at $250, $500 a month in expense that you can immediately cut. And we've talked about this before because every dollar that you make is not a dollar that you earn, right? right. If you have a, yeah. you know, you have a 25% profit margin in your business, every dollar that you earn, that means you keep 25 cents. So if you are cutting $250 in expenses, that is the equivalent of making $1,000 in sales. Yeah. yeah. Right? And that's, and that's a critical thing to remember right now. And it's super, super important. And so that's, that's the first step. So we've got evaluate, stabilize. Now let's talk about optimize. Okay. Right. Optimize is where we've, you know, we understand our position. We've stopped any bleeding. We've made sure that we have like created at least a temporary foundation under us that can support what's happening right now. Then we can turn our attention towards optimizing. And this is where we have the opportunity to unleash uh, a whole bunch of creativity and get creative about how do we add more value to our existing marketplace through interesting offers and ways of, of helping people that is more appropriate for right now. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so, so for example, I'm not going to say the specifics because I don't think you guys have announced it, but with your makeup brushes, you guys all are, are creating and innovating right now, an optimization product that is useful for people in the market right now. That's helpful for people. It's a new offer that's going to benefit them and it's going to benefit you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's looking for those opportunities, isn't it? It is, and it's and this this is where you got to make sure that your feet are not nailed to the ground. Yeah, definitely, definitely. right. And, and I think as long like if people, I think I think sometimes one of the things I would say in this, like if it, for those people that feel a little bit panicked and worried about right now, and they're not necessarily thinking clearly, I think sometimes because you're so close to what it is that you're doing. It's not always easy for you to see the pivot or the opportunity, is it? So I think people as well, like for, for anyone listening, if, you, if, you, if you're listening to this and it's obviously making sense, which it should, I mean, I know James doesn't say a lot of things that make sense, but I think this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> but like have conversations with people. We've all probably got friends in the industry or business owners that we all talk with or friends with. Like if you're stuck seeing that opportunity, start having a conversation with someone. You know, I know when you and I have spoken, James, in fact, just when we were talking about this a, a day ago, you said something to me where he was like, 
well, what about making that the second version so that you can roll this out much faster? Because we were thinking about, oh, we need to develop this thing and that might take three months, but then, then we can launch it. And you said, well, what if you didn't add that thing into this offer and you, how much sooner could you launch it? And I actually asked that question today and the answer is basically probably in the next 30 days now we can launch this thing instead of three months. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. And you can start capturing market share and adding value and everything the entire way. And I think one of the things that's absolutely critical when you move into this optimization phase is to understand that things are like things can fall into one of three places, good, better, or best. Right. And right. so, you know, the, the conversation that you're referring to with that initial offer, you guys were thinking, well, how can we make it better or best out of the gate? I was like, you know what, how can you make it good and get it out there? And make sure right. that people want it and, and they start paying you for it and everything else while you're making it better and while you're making it the best. And this is not the time to let, you know, your ideal version of what should be, uh, what should be out there prevent you from getting something good out there that can meet the need, right? There's a lot of needs. The, the amazing, the crisis has two sides to this coin, right? One, one side is very, very unfortunate. And there's not a lot that we can do about that, right? But then right. the other side is, how do we respond to this? And I firmly believe that entrepreneurs are the people who are going to drive innovation and continue to move the economy in whatever direction it needs to move hmm. by innovating and by offering new value and things like that. And so don't let perfection stop you from getting, from getting something good out the door get it out there and let it start adding value to people. And then, you know, you can, you can optimize continuously on top of that. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the things that I'm observing, you know, for, for some people listening to this, the pivot or the looking for the opportunity is going to be something quite simple and already in the realm of what you're doing. Now, for some people I, I've seen that they, they're actually going to have to make quite significant changes. You know, for some people, it's going to mean potentially pivoting in a vastly different direction in some ways. You know, for example, like like you've just used the example with us, James, we've got a, a new product that we can launch to our existing customers doing what we're still already doing. For some people, though, and I, I don't want to name names here because I didn't actually ask them. This is just a private conversation I had. But uh, a mutual friend of both you and I, James, I'm sure you know who I mean when I say this, their business was uh, basically in teaching photographers to get clients as a photographer, right? And we'll just, that, that's as far as we need to go with that. Now, right now, if everybody's on lockdown and they can't leave, photographers are freaking out, right? I'm sure from the conversation I've had, it's like, well, we can't go out and get clients and our clients certainly don't want to see us or we're not even allowed to. So we're in panic mode here. What on earth do we do? Now, the way our friend is pivoting to deal with this is to actually say, look, you've You've got this skill that we've been teaching you on, but right now, as we've realized, this industry that we're building our businesses in, in a crisis like this, we've become a bit stuck. So how about I teach you how to create digital courses that you can sell online from the comfort of your own home? And now she's been able to pivot in that way, and she's actually now offering this to the photographer client. So you do you see what I mean in that major pivot? Yeah. You know, some people are going to have to really think about something a bit more outside the box in order to move forwards. But the reason I share that is that, you know, some people would be so panicked and shut off to opportunity because they're so afraid of what's happening to them right now 
that they wouldn't sort of just step back logically, remove the emotion and say, okay, what's the opportunity for me? And in that example, we've just given, what a fantastic opportunity to spot that is to say, well, all my clients are in the same boat as me. So how about we pivot together and I bring the solution to my existing client base? It's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. And that, you know, that reminds me of the Charles Darwin quote. You know, he said, it's not the strongest or the most intelligent of the species that will survive, but the ones that are most adaptable to change. Right. And, and that's, and that's what we're looking at here. It's like, okay, how do you evolve with this situation? You, uh, you adapt to that change. And like, I think that's a great example of, of what you just shared. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. as a community, we're experiencing this problem, but here's a new opportunity over here. Let's focus on this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, if, you know, for anybody listening, like just consider that even if business is going fantastic right now, you know, like James said, you know, we've got a beauty company, it's doing fantastic. It's now opening up new challenges. And also we're becoming aware of new opportunities. And I think even if business is going amazing right now, and you're saying, wow, my, you know, my advertising costs are down, I'm getting more customers than ever, life's wonderful for me in this, there will be a challenge or and or there'll still be new opportunities that you should be open to. So I think, you know, everybody's got to be aware of this. But I think actually, because I've been talking on, have we still got one more point? Yes. So we've got, so we've got one more, one more thing. So after, you know, after you've evaluated your position, you've stabilized, make sure that you're, you know, you've limited, limited the damage and you started to optimize to figure out what new offers you can create. You can also start to look out into the, into the market, you know, even more broadly and say, where is there opportunity for disruption? Right, and I think there's a dis there's a distinction between optimization and disruption. Optimization is improving or pivoting the thing that you have. Disruption is saying, okay, how can we go after, um, you know, a a big player in the market who's having some challenges? Like, how can we come in on the low end and do something there? It's uh, it's it's how can we how can we serve a new market of people? that haven't been able to get access to whatever thing this happens to be. I'm doing a lot of reading right now. Unfortunately, sadly, he just uh, passed away recently, but Harvard Business School professor Clayton Christensen did a ton of work on disruption, innovation, everything like that. And I'm sort of absorbing a lot of the stuff that he talked about right now. But I think that once you've gone through those first three steps, it would be smart to be looking out into the marketplace and saying, okay, where is there opportunity for disruption? Because Many, many of today's companies that are big, like Airbnb, which I, you know, I don't know how they're faring with all this, probably not the greatest, but that notwithstanding, them, Uber, other companies that are household names at this point, were disruptive companies that came out of the 2008 financial crisis. Right. And, and so the opportunity to capture a massive amount of market share is available to us right now. And it's absolutely worth looking to say, okay, where are, where are there those opportunities? Because the, the thing with crisis is crisis creates an abundance of uncertainty, right? And in the midst of uncertainty, you start to see where all of the gaps are. Like, right. what do people need? What, what are people's pains really, right? And everything is on display. It's like being presented you know, front and center. And it's really easy to see where some of these things with in the absence of the crisis are difficult to observe, right? 
Right. And so we're we're able to see these things more uh, more transparently now, and 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 there then there becomes this uh, disproportionate number of people who are one observing those problems, those pains, and those needs, to the number of people who are willing to take action because in times of uncertainty, most people will retract and retreat, mm. but the ones who are bold enough can go after those opportunities. So there's a disproportionate number of opportunities um, and needs that can be observed in the market relative to the number of people who are actually willing to take advantage of those opportunities. And that's why this is such a great time for you to seek out those things and, and innovate and go after them. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I think that's, that's actually, uh, I think I touched on this earlier, but one of the things that we're noticing in, in, one of our companies at least is uh lower costs on our advertising we we've, we spend quite a bit of money daily on facebook ads and our uh, cost to get a customer in the last week has halved it's just been pretty pretty that's insane. incredible so what that shows you is there is less advertising competition and people are spending more time online so for those that can push forwards here there is uh there is a lot of exciting things happening in that regard Absolutely. And and those things are there and they're ready for you, but don't skip the steps in the process. Evaluate, stabilize, optimize, then disrupt, right? You know, I'm, unless you've been completely wiped out, in which case you're starting from scratch again. So you should disrupt, right? right. But <laughs> no if you time. haven't been, yeah, if you haven't been completely wiped out, make sure you follow those first three steps and then turn your attention to disruption because there's massive amounts of opportunities right now. There we go. You can always count on us here at Just The Tips to walk you through a crisis, can't you? I mean, I've survived with you, James, for what, two years now. So I think these are tried, (laughs) tested and proven methods. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Yeah, so we'll we'll wrap it up here, but we want to share with you guys one of the frameworks that we're using right now to make sure that we're not only navigating and uh, surviving this, but we're creating opportunities to thrive. And we want you guys there with us on the other side of this whole mess, seeing massive amounts of success and adding massive amounts of value to the market, to the economy, and helping people make it through this. So um, without further ado, we will wrap this show up and we will talk with you guys next time. Later, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.